Good morning again. It is day 154 on our journey through the Bible in a year. 20 minutes a day max. In fact, these recent ones, 13 minutes this morning or something like that. Who's counting the time? There's enough in that 13 minutes, though, (laughs) for us to get to. I have my good brother and uh, good friend in Jesus, Pastor Mike, here with me again today. And we're going to do a little bit of a different kind of thing. I just call it a drive-by. Yeah. I'll start with a funny story. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this before. When I was growing up, I had a, uh, I had a little, my first car was a Ford Ranger. It was like a 92 yeah. Ford Ranger. And yeah. it had an eight-cylinder engine in it. And so the front of that thing was heavy. And um, I don't, what was I, you know, 17 years old. We ripped the horn out and I installed a fog horn. You know, like a oh, like wow. a train yeah, horn in yeah, it. Yeah. And we used to for fun, we used to do drive by stare downs. <laughs> so we would, you know, in the summertime down by the beach in the shore area, when we'd see a group of kids on the corner, yeah. we would put our seats way back as far as we possibly can. And I'd and I would slowly kind of come up and then I would slam my brakes on and we would come up and I'd honk the horn at the same time and we just stare at them. And then we pull back again and drive away. Yeah. We kind of have to do that with the word this morning. Amen, brother. Right? (laughs) Because there's so much in Proverbs. Yes, brother. And uh, Mm. we could really just pick one of the verses like we talked about today. Mm. Mm. Remember, if you're listening or you're watching um, live or you're going to be listening to this later on, Mm. ultimately, uh, the greatest blessing that we have is the ability for the Holy Spirit to take the word of God mm. and implant it into our souls. And in that process, there's a healing, there's a growing, there's a developing. Mm. And then the Psalm 1 reminds us that um, those that meditate on the word of God, we mm. chew on it, we think about it, we, mm. we walk with God in it, we, we question him, we, mm. you know, we, we have the dialogue that all of us are able to have regardless of anyone else in between yeah and it says that we will be like a tree planted by streams of living water that produces fruit whose leaf does not wither we provide shade for those that need shelter Mm. and there's this picture of maturity pastor mike yeah and i love (laughs) proverbs for that amen because Mm. i think we live in a day and not that they're not out there right but it's hard to find those mature men and women right that are able for us to sit underneath of. Mm. Oh, that's big. Yeah. And uh yeah. yeah. I I had the I had the blessing of uh sharing a word with a with a high school. And you know, I thought I was up on technology and these kids are just constantly on their phones. Yeah. And I just keep thinking like we don't even have time to sit and be with one another. Yeah. Let alone like how many how many are actually taking the time to sit just to be with God. Yeah, and I always kind of think about those things. For me, itself, my you know my I I always know when I'm not spending time with Jesus because I'm often I don't have time for other people. Mm-hmm. But the times that I feel like I have time mm-hmm. to sit mm-hmm. and be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I have time and I'm sitting and being with other people as yes. hard and as difficult as that is. I think I've grown and have known I'm always a I was always a busy I have to fight really hard to not be busy. Yeah. 
you know, and to not stack my schedule up mm. so that I'm always moving on to the next mm. thing. Mm. And, um, and man, I just, you know, as we're getting into Proverbs here, it just reminded me, I think, of my desire to be that one day. Mm. You know, mm. I want to be that 60-year-old mm. guy mm. that's quiet enough for the hungry soul to go. Yeah. Yeah, I want what he has. Yeah. Let me go. Let me go check that spot out. Yeah. <laughs> How did he get yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and anyway, so we're in Proverbs chapters uh, Good stuff. four to six. Good stuff. And we also had uh, Psalm one forty nine, but I think we we had a couple things we w- both wanted to grab mm. in Proverbs. So I'm going to let you kick it off. You had a mm. starting in four, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, verse four, and I, I of, of chapter four. Yeah, chapter four. But also, um, I, I just love the analogy that you just painted, though, because here we, he's the, the, um, Solomon is starting out with a father-son type mm. relationship, a connection. And you're talking about, you know, being that father to this generation, you know, yeah. serving as a youth pastor from 2000, from 97 to 2004, I really had a grasp on their mindset and where they were and was able to be a father to the fatherless and Mm. But this generation is so disconnected. It's happened so quick. Social media connection is really hard to, we really have to pray for discernment to be that father son Mm. to where, you know, your words are are sought after. You know what I'm saying? I I really love that, that analogy that you started out with, because that's what the writer here is talking about, a father and a son. But what really spoke to me, and again, I, I, I like to take the word and make it transformational because that's how God works with me every day mm-hmm. he's teaching me. But in verse four, of chapter four, he says, he also taught me saying and said to me, let your heart retain my words. And this, this now goes beyond just be hearers, being hearers of the word. This is about really a change of heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we, when the, when we retain the word in our hearts, we know now the heart is the storehouse and, and that's where we got to get to, you know, it's one thing to obey the word, but when we get to the place where we no longer desire to do these things, but we want to please the Lord, that's when you know you've retained the word. In, in, the word is in your heart, you know, and, and keep my commands and live, get wisdom, get understanding. And the word understanding is really to perfect it. So it's not necessarily that I'm hearing the word but I'm walking in the perfection of that word as it becomes, as it transitions to wisdom. Mm. That's what really spoke to me. Uh, I love, I love the get. (laughs) It's it's a, you know, we were sharing before it's an, that active pursuit Mm. of that wisdom or of that understanding. Yes. Yes. You know, we always, I think for the most part, we all are pursuing something Mm. Mm. at some point in time. Absolutely. Right. Mm. And, and we know what it's like to pursue something, you know, we've all wanted something so bad that it, mm. we, we kind of grabbed a hold of every part of who mm. we were and all of our resources mm. to be able to do the research and find it locally and do, you know, right. do all of the evaluation. We know what it's like to, to pursue something. And if we were to take that, how often do we pursue wisdom and understanding, I think, is like, man, that hits me. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's easier to pursue many other things. And it's not that it's bad either, right? Because there's also proverbs that talk about um, pursuing the wife of our youth in right. order to combat mm-hmm. 
the the temptations of adultery, mm. right? So there's there is this proper fulfillment right. in things that God's given us as blessing, um, but that get wisdom, get understanding for me really stood out, and 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 I was sharing too the idea of of humility has to be there. I know that when I have trouble getting wisdom and getting understanding, it's because there's often an attitude in my heart of having already gotten wisdom mm. and have already gotten understanding. Mm. Mm. In mm. fact, I remember, um, I think it's first or second Chronicles. I'm going to have to come back to that. Anyway, go ahead, keep going. I'm going I'm to try to find this. Yeah. And the, you can um, move on. This is actually, you know, ties into Romans 12, you know, where we we're not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of, of our minds. This is actually a process, verse four of chapter four, mm-hmm. to get the word, to begin to get the instructions from our Father, but then also to get it to the place where we're retaining it in our hearts. Okay. And then as as time goes, it becomes wisdom and understanding. And you know, we I think the example is Proverbs nine and 10 where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Of wisdom. So the reverence and the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So we see the transformational process yeah. within verse four, chapter four. Yeah. That word has got to transition from our minds to our hearts. And then we begin to walk in that understanding mm. and that wisdom. Mm. All right. So that's good in that, on that four, mm. four, five, Pastor Mike, do you remember where it was? You mentioned the storehouses because you you, you re kind of clicked in my mind. I think that it was in our reading this morning where it talks about the storehouse, and I can't quite find that right now. Hmm. It was it was in our reading for today, or it might have been yesterday's reading in these proverbs. But it literally uses the word storehouses, and I think my translation used the word barns. But um, you know what? It might have been in the psalm. I'm gonna find it. Yeah, I'm gonna find it. So why don't you? Why don't you keep going? The next one we wanted to talk about was was Proverbs five seven to fourteen. Right? You got a couple things there. Yeah, yeah. What spoke to me is all right if I read it real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. yeah. says, "Therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not." Pro- Depart from my, from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one, lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your laborers go to the house of a foreigner, mm. and you mourn at last when your flesh and your body are consumed, and say, how. I have hated instruction, and my heart despised correction. For I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. Solomon is is referring to me, obviously, to an adulteress, but as I was was sharing with you earlier, I think the, the connection here is perversion. Um, just just an, an all-out act of perversion. For me, early on in my, uh, my young adulthood, it was not so much specifically an adulterous woman as it was the desire for, per, for perversion. Mm-hmm. And we see today that I think the biggest struggle amongst our youth is perversion. Yeah. You know, with the access now to internet porn and, 
the access to 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 perverted things. It's just overwhelming right now. And what what hit me here was that the appetite for sin eventually, you know, the scripture says that there's pleasure in sin for a season. Mm. But as the writer here says, you know, at some point in time in your life, you're going to look back and you're going to realize that I've hated instruction and I've despised correction and I'm left soaking in the despair of my sinful acts. And it's, it's the, the word there is regret. Mm. And when we are led astray to perversions and perverted things, for a season it feels good. If we were to deny, to deny the fact that the flesh these sinful acts don't feel good. We're, we're lying to ourselves. But the penalty later on is regret, you know. And um, the the scripture in, in, in Romans chapter 6, verse 20, that really, really speaks to this, is, is it says, For when we were slaves to sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. He says, But what fruit did you have then in the things which you are now ashamed of? for the end of these things mm. is death. And this whole package here of scriptures between 7 and 13 really point to the fact that we are drawn away by the lusts of the flesh. But yet, at the end of the day, years down the road, we're, we're questioning and we're realizing through regret how we've hated in, this instruction and we've despised you know, correction and we, we've not obeyed the voice of our teacher. Mm. And here we are now on the verge of total ruin. You know, and I thank God that my investment in Christ, my seeking to, to apply his word, to gain wisdom, I now can look back without regret mm. because I see the fruit of the labor from him guiding my life. You know, in this, uh, and this is a hard one, Pastor Mike, this, in verse eight here, the removing your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one. There's like a, it's, it's, I mean, I, I understand, you know, it's a word, it's a word of caution, right? But we're coming out of, at least as I was growing up in the church, there's, there's oftentimes spoken about this idea or this topic of, we play around too much amen yes with yeah. with evil things mm -hmm. and in wrong places that's right that's right and i and i you know part of what i want to talk to you about later that'll be between you and i um i think one of the biggest things that the enemy's done has almost placed a a, almost like a blind a blinding effect of the fact of the reality of a spiritual realm. Yes. Yes. And an evil spiritual mm. realm. Wow, that's good. Right? Because yeah, that's right. Like we we talk so much about the mm. spirit, you know, the mm -hmm. spirit of God and the spiritual realm and I, I try to do a really, you know, I try to do a good job because I mm. you know, even the word says that the things that we see are really a shadow of the reality that is in the spiritual. That's right. You know, and so there's that balance of those two things. Um, but we're coming there's there's there seems to be a spirit of this idea of or the or the thought process of, you know, all things are okay and good. And there's almost a lack of acknowledgement that 
there is an evil spiritual realm. You know, we live in a present evil age. And if that's the case, we can't just assume that everything is good all the time. That's right. right. And, and, you know, if you think about in this, in, I think that's why it stood out to me is remove your way far from her. There is something, there are things to remove ourselves far away from. Absolutely. Because there, there is the the possibility and the reality of destruction mm. from mm. those things. Mm. Mm. And again, I think we're going to get to it later, but ultimately the greatest destruction happens in our souls, mm. in our in our in our being, the the core mm. of who we are. Yeah. And there's so much damage that happens mm. there. Mm. I mean, it is scary Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. You know, when I start talking to some of these younger people, how torn up they are inside yes. and just Yes. abused and beaten and run down and exhausted mm. and we don't see it mm. because it's an inner it's an inner destruction that's happened to a soul that's right and again it's almost like this well we 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 kind of acknowledge everything in the present mm. everything in reality mm. but reality is really the spiritual reality mm. and there is a mm. very real danger Yes, it is. And wisdom says mm. we're to remove ourselves far from, from that. Yes. To not even go near the door of her house. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah. And it's so, mm. you know, I, I guess from my perspective, you know, I, I'm coming into a place where a lot of the stories that I heard when, you know, other pastors that have come in this, in this older church that has been, that have been here, I'm mm. reading stories of previous pastors, guys like Tozer and, you know, some of my, some of my favorites, they, they tell in their biographies these it's told of these seasons where people um connect paganism to a lot of the holidays that we all celebrate right right right, right. and where the christmas trees come down and we don't celebrate any of this and then there's arguments over what do we celebrate and do we go back to all the feasts yeah. and they you know, and then Jesus says, you know, and then Paul releases us from, yes. you know, the conscience of whoever wants to celebrate those things, let them celebrate them, let us find freedom in Christ. But then, but then we have things where we go the, again, it's like, it's like yeah. this, we go, oh, well, Halloween's not that bad then. Yeah. Oh, every cartoon right now, I have young kids, I got a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Mm. Every cartoon has some kind of fairy. Yeah. Some kind of magical spell that makes somebody appear or disappear, and and it's like so subtle. That's right. But it's hard. It's yeah. hard, Pastor Mike. Yeah. It's like yeah, we almost. It's almost like we're crossing over into that into yeah. that boundary line where all of a sudden we had like so much of that. I wonder if it's almost like when Paul talks about um, to the pure, all things are pure. Mm. Where for a while in our culture and in America, mm. we had this like. Everything is okay. Everything is good. Everything mm. is glorious. Mm. But now we're seeing some real destructive stuff happen in Absolutely. our society. Absolutely. And Absolutely. what this is telling me is mm-hmm. there's a place that that comes from. Absolutely. That's you know, good, brother. and even the sin inside that we we get enticed from somewhere. Mm. And I love this too is that mm. there's an enticing on the part of the person. So Again, it's the other side where you hear people and they're like, oh, it's all the devil. The mm. devil made me do this. The devil made me do that. The Bible says the devil entices us. That's right. Right? He shoots okay. those flaming darts of uh, darts and arrows that inflame our flesh. Is really our flesh. So we have responsibility, mm. but there's also responsibility and reality that those things are there. Mm. So I, I kind of, you know, I, 
I just love, I'm a wisdom guy. I'm a practical guy. You know that of me. I'm just like, uh, I have a hard time hearing it if I can't apply it to my life. And I think I'm trying to find the balance of those Mm. things again. I don't know if I'm ever supposed to be off of that journey, Mm. you know? Mm. Um, Mm. But I think we need this more so now than ever as our world is being kind of turned upside down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Culture. And what's scary for me is the hidden factor of grace, because as you were talking about, there are those who aren't even aware that there is a spiritual world. Yeah. But behind that is the idea that I'm in control Mm. and they miss God's grace. Mm. God God is allowing all of this evil to go on, you know, and and yet he's hopeful that none would perish, but Mm. that all would come to the saving knowledge. So it's almost like I'm doing evil and I'm getting away with it. Yeah. And therefore I'm in control. Nothing is happening. You know what I mean? The absence of the spirit world, but that the just the idea that you don't recognize that it's God's grace. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Until I we're on the verge of total ruin. Absolutely. And then boom. In the midst of the assembly and congregation. Yes, brother. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I, I want to talk about I want to talk about the assembly and congregation Ew, now, but man. I don't know if we have time today. Oh man, man, that's been on my heart for a while, and yeah. I didn't really connect that until there. I'm going to have to circle back to that. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a day. It's a matter of what are you investing in, mm. you know. Mm. And uh, all right, so one more. Let's let's go into chapter six. Okay. Um. I think you would circle verse 23 for the commandment is a lamp and a law and a light reproofs of instruction are the way of life to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a a seductress. Mm -hmm. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. And it goes on talking about the harlot and the, you know, all these things. And by the way, if you're, if you're a woman, um, this just as much applies to you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it used to be we, we had this adage that women were exempt mm. from uh, sexual temptations, mm. but I think they say, I think they say it's like eight in ten men mm-hmm. have a pornography addiction, and and it's like it's like six in ten women right now, yeah, in yeah. the same front, right? Yeah. Yes. because uh, that evil that we're talking about <laughs> knows no. No sex, no age, no ethnicity, nothing. It is to seek, kill, and destroy. If you're a human being, um, it is after you. Uh, You know, be careful going close to its door. Mm. And this this 32, I think for me, um, Mm. all the way down, it says, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. Mm. He who does so destroys his own soul. Mm. And I think mm, as mm, long as we can, mm, as long as we mm, can mm. separate our actions and repercussions from where the real harm is being done, mm. we can just obliviate our soul Absolutely, out of brother. existence in yes, a way. Yes, brother. Um, yes. And I think that for me, this is one of my biggest passions, I think, especially with, when we're talking about the younger generation. Mm. I, I'm talking about them because I've had most... Uh, Mm. last week was a really heavy week for me mm. but there's the there's a disconnection that happens with our soul from sin yes yes you know the bible talks about um the hardness of our hearts mm-hmm. and that heart is really that being right yes. in, in who we are mm. and um 
Man, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing in marriages, Mike. Yes, it is. When we ignore, when we're emotionally non-present, mm. when we are uh, intimately non-present, yeah. Our natural assumption is, this is better for me, right? And right. the fact of the matter is, it's worse for us. Absolutely. That the the ultimate da- the ultimate damage that is happening mm. is to ourselves. Absolutely. And um the place in which that damage is happening is something that only Jesus is able to deal with again. And I thank him for that deliverance power, you know, he, yeah. in verse 21 when he says here bind them continually upon your heart. Mm. The word continually is 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 the word of substance here because this has to be a continuous thing when it comes to the law of God and the words and the commandments. Um, and then he says, tie them around your neck. And it's almost like, you know, I'm wearing this necklace today. You know, what we wear around our neck becomes a display, mm. you know. But I think eventually we fall in what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount where, you know, he, he, he talks about adultery, but he goes into lust. Yeah. He talks about murder, but he goes into anger. He says, I didn't come abolish the law. Yeah. I came to fulfill it. Yeah. So through his spirit, we don't have to worry about legalism. We don't have to worry about, okay, if I, if I do this, there's a penalty. Yeah. He takes the desire away. Mm. You know what I mean? And for someone who was a former womanizer back in the day, you know, I thank him for the power of his word that I have learned how to continuously apply his word, mm. seeking wisdom. Now I have perfected it. Not that I'm complete. I have completely perfected it. But now I'm to the point where with the, the adulterous woman or that, that one that, that's trying to, you know, draw me out of the light of God, I'm able to stand strong mm. in Christ. You know what I mean? Because this is a continuation. And this is why those of us who get slack in the word, slack in our time of fellowship, you know, we can be easily drawn. Mm. You know, enticed. Enticed. Yeah. You know, so... Um, He's given us what we need. Yeah. If we fall and make these decisions, it's on us. Because mm. I'm a witness that God has given me the ability to stand mm. strong in the power of his might. Yeah, And you know, there's something about, uh, there's so much in the Bible that deals with sexuality and adultery and all these different mm. things. And ultimately, all of that really leads to intimacy. Yes, it does. And I think because that's really the closest thing to the intimacy that God desires to have with us is that, yes. that kind of intimacy that he had, you know, emotionally with Adam and Eve walking in the garden yes. with them before, mm-hmm. before they fell in sin, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're naked. They know no perversion that, mm-hmm. you know, it's simply yes. them and their God. Yes. yes. And there's like, there's such depth to this. And it's so interesting because it almost in Christianity, it's almost like we make it so such a perversion to talk about right. that we we do just as much damage in stripping the intimacy. Absolutely, that God desires. It's an awesome, you know, isn't awesome. that you know? Awesome. And so, ultimately, it points back to that soul because it's in the soul that we have the intimacy with the Father. Absolutely, great. right. It's the great it's word. the where the Spirit dwells great is word. within us. Great word. Um, such a great word, intimacy. Yeah. Yes, it is. For jealousy is a husband's fury, 
Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give many gifts. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, God's jealous for us. Yes, he is, brother. God's jealous for our hearts. And, uh, yeah, man. Mm. Lots, know, so much. Go ahead. You know, it's funny. Job says that he made a covenant with his eyes. And uh, I can remember, it's probably about 20... I want to say about 20, 25 years ago where I had to preach on a sermon on the mountain. I had to read beyond. It was said in the days that she's not committed adultery, but I said he, he has looked at some woman that's already committed adultery. Anyhow, uh, I wasn't practicing yeah. back then. Okay. I was, uh, I had made a covenant where I would not commit adultery, but I still was struggling with the lustful eye. And I'll yeah. never forget the word convicted me. Mm. Instead of me ignoring it, I wrote it in my forehead. I wrote it in my heart. Mm. And I said, okay, God. And I gave him that area of my life. And I began to practice and, again, continually bind the word, yeah. continually defend it, transition that word from what I know to my heart. Mm. And now that word has conditioned my heart. And I only have eyes for my wife. Mm. And it is a process I'm proud of. I'm not going to say that it's 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 not a battle here and there, but it's something that I guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But again, it goes back to that verse twenty-one. I continually bind that word to my heart, mm. and now it's become it's turned into perfected wisdom. Yeah. Beautiful, mm. beautiful, beautiful. So the proverbs. Remember, there's this there's this place of. Getting wisdom, getting mm-hmm. understanding. It's the pursuit of what God has for you. That uh, God is the kind of God that wants to see transformation in your entire being, all of who you are, not just your mind, not just your heart, both. Renewal of your mind will have its own effect on the heart and the heart vice versa. Mm-hmm. That it's your whole being and wisdom doesn't no boundaries. It's not to be boxed out in one area of life. The wisdom of God is the wisdom of life. Hallelujah. And mm. there are uh, there are tons and tons of things here. Just because these are what stood out to Pastor Mike and I in our in our short periods of time, I hope and pray that you, as you're on this path um, of being in the Word on a consistent basis and walking with God and wrestling with Him in His Word and through His commands, that you're seeking after. His wisdom, his understanding, the the stuff that you can't find on YouTube, you Mm. can't find it, Mm. you know, even through Pastor Dave, that's Mm. secondhand. Mm. You know, there is a firsthand kind of wisdom Mm. in the pursuit of and getting that wisdom and understanding Mm. that um, your high priest is Jesus. He's the only one you need to go through. And that's where you need to find this because you have any man in the middle of of you and him and that wisdom, at some point, there's going to be a disconnect in the line. That's right. That doesn't need to be there. And so allow the Lord to use those in authority that he places above and through there. But remember, he is your first and final authority. He is the place. um, No one can go through the Father except through the Son, but you go through directly the Son into the Holy of Holies. And, uh, and that is where it is found. And so we pray that you are blessed today. We pray that you will find some of this wisdom today, Hallelujah. that if you are in pursuit of it this morning, that the Lord would bless you in finding some of that wisdom for you to store into the, 
into the barn of your heart mm. and would be able to hold there as an overflow and a place of uh, provision mm. for you and your life, whether it's things to come or things that you're going to face today, that you would continue walking with God. Know that he promises that if you draw near to him, you seek after him, that he promises in James to draw near to you Amen, in return. And Amen. my God's not a God that doesn't doesn't come through or doesn't show up Hallelujah. one day, right? It's always brother. there. Hallelujah. So be blessed today, church. We love you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we will see you, Lord willing, tomorrow morning as we get back into day 155 already. Remember, you can find the podcast on any of your podcasting platforms. Uh, we're trying to be here every Thursday to at least do this part B. And uh, as the Lord provides time and space for us to do more than that, we will be doing so. Amen. God bless you. Amen.